Welcome to Crowding the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. Kickstart for the second Monday of October. It's October 9th. Right. We're in it already, man. We're yeah. <laughs> we're in postseason baseball. We're in week, one week down of Beyond Fest. It's uh, funny enough. I don't know how where you are about horror movies other than the couple we've watched for the show. I've like... Fuck, dude. I don't know, man. I, I feel slightly behind in in the tradition of watching the kind of movies we watch in October. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I've kind of gotten one a day because I'm not working. So, you know, I, I get one in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I've seen the ones we're watching, plus, you know, other things like I watched The Devil's Advocate, which I fucking realized I had never seen. Right. What a fucking crazy movie that is. Maybe my new favorite Keanu movie. Yeah. <laughs> that Florida accent's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I really don't think I should, we should feel behind. We had a whole month where we did ghost movies, so it's I shouldn't yeah, feel exactly. like we're... But I really feel like the movies that we've been covering for October are so, like... I would... if When we laid out the list, I didn't think it was divergent as it has been. As sure. far as the right. stories being told, you know, like like it seemed like they were. It seemed like there was a potential for them to be all the same movie, right? Which they're not no, so far. No, and uh, we're a little ahead of the game. And boy, we only have one more left to to uh, to view. Uh, and it's been a long time since I saw that. But man, yeah, I've been really happy with the choices. And I have to say. I think I picked one of the four and you picked the rest and it was just, it just fell into place and I'm really happy with the order in which you're watching them because, wow, yeah, good stuff. I'm not really happy. I can't wait to record the the, the next one, which because, oof, yeah. man. No, no, times. me neither, man. I, I, I really want to fucking talk about that movie because, uh, yeah, well, you'll, you, I don't want to give anything away, but yes, <laughs> God damn it. Well, so, we, so I missed this because, because we did, we recorded early on Sunday last week. So that night we went to Halloween Horror Nights, Joey, Melody, and I, and we took along his buddy Justin, the same kid that we took along to go see uh, Evil Dead Rise back uh, in the fall, or sorry, back in the spring. And we didn't hit all the big mazes. Like my friend had already gone way ahead of time. He said, here's my four favorite ones. We went to half of those. The funny thing was, was the, out of all the big licenses that they had in their, their mazes, well, they call them houses now. They don't call them mazes anymore. They call them sure, houses. Cause yeah, it's a whole thing. There's a whole right. subculture. Yeah. They just changed that. I guess the, they just started doing that this year with the whole houses thing. They did a monsters of Latin America and it was so fucking fun because you were seeing characters that weren't like been that you've been pushed to your head. Right. Did you get Jupacabra? La Llorena? Uh, was it, it La Llorena in the it, house? No, no. But here's the thing. That one was actually because Blumhouse is super tied to everything. They did that one for real, like tied to the movie back when the movie came out. That was the 2018, I think. The 2018? Maybe it was the 2019. That was the last one I went to before lockdown. I can't remember if that was there, but it was definitely one of those ones that was there back then. But the Latin America one did not have that. They had some really cool ones that I, I, I want to go back and, and, and see. There's an article about the, all of the highlighted monsters and lore that, that came to life on that maze because it was really fucking good. There was this El one. El Kukui. Yeah. <laughs> there was a great bartender one where he was like, he was like, he was just pulled the spine out of this one, uh, this one dummy laid on the, on the table. 
on the, on the bar was fucking bitching. Dude, it was so good. I can't wait. To, I, I really look into forward to find out more about that. But well, and again, because it's super tied to Blumhouse now, it was they had uh, uh, the Exorcist one down there, which I thankfully, I mean, I'm not kidding about this. I they they totally oversold tickets because it was a constant two to three hour wait for every maze Oof. down below with, uh, of the heavy duty ones like 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 uh, Exorcist, like Last of Us. Last of Us was like the only real. Last of Us and Stranger Stranger Things were only the only two non Blumhouse slash Universal mazes that they had, so I thought that was kind of lame. And there was a really good one to, that that Chucky did. It's called Chucky's Ultimate Kills that we never got to because that one was two and a half to three hours. They're, they they raise the rates this year. I know a lot of people aren't happy about it, but let me tell you, we were in line for this Blumhouse thing where they were like Blumhouse behind the scenes where they had all the. Five Nights at Freddy's animatronic characters that the that uh, Jim Henson Creature Shop made for the for that movie, which is out on the twenty seventh, I believe. Joey's super excited about it because he's been loving that game since it first came out. While we're waiting in line, they had like the express line next to you, and everybody's just kind of going through, going through. And I thought, not one of those kids is, is over twenty five years old. Where the fuck is the money coming from? Because if you had uh, express passes, those were like 200 bucks. I'm like, if it's for one night, that's worse than Disneyland, dude. I'm like, wow. And I don't do that. So I, I, I have no uh, qualms about, I have no qualms about paying the money and have no illusions. I can afford it, but why? The thing is, it's fun. It was super fun. Let me put all that, all that bullshit aside. I want to, I just, I, I want to I just want to end it with this because I don't want to dump on it because it was a really fun. The four of us had so much fun. We started, the first thing we went on was the Evil Dead maze, which is now, the, if, if everyone had been to Universal Studios on the uh, and gone through the old Walking Dead maze, it's that one converted. And this was supposed to have had come out last Halloween Horror Nights back when, early on when Evil Dead Rise was supposed to be just an HBO Max streaming thing, and then it got bumped to theatrical. So they bumped it to this year. It was so good. The, the boys were scared shitless. Joey was basically hanging on the back of Melody, hiding his face the entire way through the maze. It was fucking great. <laughs> and I shot a whole video of it, everything. I'll, I'll try to post it if I can get the color, if I can bring up the brightness enough to where you can see everybody. So yeah, it was pretty funny. Well, but, it won't, you know, even if you even if you don't get the brightness up, you could still probably create a TV show because have you seen what Amazon did? Make me scream. No. Yeah, it's it, it's literally it's celebrities going through three houses and the people who scream the least win. It, <laughs> it's just you know it, it, I want to say while the concept seems like it could, it's just not something that translates. Like you, it, it's not scary, and it's really it just ends up being a bunch of people screaming. Yeah, but it's not like I mean, and at first when you told me about, it, I'm like, well, that sounds kind of mildly interesting. Then I thought about it. <laughs> In the five seconds that you were telling your story, I was like, well, I don't know. Is that is that something worth putting on television or even a streaming service? No, uh, I, I don't think it is. I mean, it was, it's it literally, I, it came up in my recommendations when I opened Prime and I was like, oh, okay, we'll check it out. You know, I'll watch, the, I'll watch an episode of it. And there's only one, but it's hosted by Tempest Bledsoe from The Cosby Show and right. her, I don't know if they're married or not, but... Her longtime uh, partner, I think he was on Different World. He was, uh, I forget his name, because I, I wasn't, uh, I, I never saw Different World. I don't remember it um, well enough to, but they're, they're the hosts. And, and I, while I said, well, I like the 
concept of it and I, you know, it's Halloween and I think it's cool that they're that into Halloween. It just doesn't translate very well because it's hard to follow someone through a maze like that, as you know, from shooting with your phone and really reading how cool and how scary everything is. It just, it just turns into a bunch of screaming, uh, you know, people jumping out and screaming at you and then people screaming from being screamed and scared. So it's a lot of screaming. Um, I would have to say, I can't recommend it, uh, except for out of curiosity, maybe it's, uh, worth like watching for a few minutes, but like one of the celebrity teams, it's Urkel. The guy that played Urkel is, uh, it's him and, uh, Chris Moore. What is, I don't know this, uh, Chris, I forget, but you know him. He was in Dodgeball. He's in a bunch of stuff. And then I didn't know the other two celebrity teams because, you know, I'm old and I just didn't know who they were. Um, but do a lot of screaming. It was like, wow. It was, it was rough. <laughs> uh, by the way, Daryl Bell is who you're Darryl, thinking Yes, of. correct. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, played, yeah. he played Kadeem Harrison's buddy, Ron, on the show. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I only have sort of vague memories. I remember... Lisa Bonet, I remember Kadeem Hardison and uh, the girl who played Whitney. Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah, I didn't remember that. Yeah, she was. I mean, I, I think I've seen season. one episode of it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was never like, uh, I never, I don't even remember seeing more than a few episodes of The Cosby Show. I mean, I was young. I was in, I was, I was never home on Thursday night to watch The Cosby Show. Yeah, I get that. Back when it was musty TV. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I got giant holes in all of it. I never, you know, Family Ties. Maybe I've seen a couple episodes of that. I just, you know, I don't know. I wasn't home. I mean, I know Nick and I know Mal. You know, I know the names of the characters, but I never sat down religiously and watched those shows during, right. you know, high school. Because who does that when you're in high school? I did. I was grounded all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I was always getting in trouble. I was always doing stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't have a big memory of those things, but this, you know, the show, you know, if you, if you, if you want to, you know, it's, uh, like I said, it just doesn't translate well for me. Like I, it just, right. there's a lot of screaming. And if I'm going to get a lot of screaming, I'd rather just, you know, go and hear people scream and laugh at them in person. But you, you can't, the camera work, it's just hard. It's a hard thing. Like I said, appreciate the effort, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, like I mentioned, at Beyond Fest. I don't remember when. When? When is your show? When's your Beyond Fest event? It's already happened. Oh, did it? You talk about the man, Manhunter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened like two weeks ago. It happened. Oh, uh, happened a week ago. A week. Oh, this Thursday will be two weeks. That was after Kickstart. It happened. It? it happened a week. This Thursday that just passed. It was the previous Thursday. Was it, it was really September? September twenty eighth. Oh, because it was. It was the day fun. after. It was the day after Cameron. Mm-hmm. It's weird to think that it's been that. I hate that that it runs so fast because Joey would while we were sitting there watching. Okay, so Joey and I went to Pacific Rim last night, tenth anniversary, and Del Toro was there with Travis Beecham, who, who wrote the script. And they talked. Did a great Q Q days on those things usually go for like twenty minutes, and he went for forty. It was great. Um, once I kind of get the image stabilized and everything, I'll post it on Patreon. You know how as a Beyond Fest, if you've ever been before or any festival, you can probably see that something similar. Well, they'll run a trailer that has little moments for all the movies that they're running uh, throughout the the festival. And, of course, at this point, when we're sitting there on October 7th, it's been going for, what, for 11 days, right? Yeah, something like that. 
So it's, you see also Joey's like, when's that happening? When's that happening? I'm like, oh, that already happened. Oh, that already happened. What movie is that? Oh, that's the abyss. That already happened. That was opening night. So he didn't, he didn't know. Uh, so he kind of got used to it a little bit. And then I showed him when we got home last night, I showed him um, what New Bev does every month. Maybe just before they, they drop the new calendar for the following month of movies coming up. And I go, see, that's what they do. That, that's basically what you saw last night. Oh, dude. Speaking of new Bev, I mean, I'm dude, I'm totally, my new jam is, uh, is vidiots. That's, I'm going to give my money to vidiots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, that's the place I'm going to be going to see movies because the whole little area where around where this theater is, is great. Lots of parking, little restaurants. It's cool. You know, and I feel like that place needs my hundred dollars a year way more than American Cinematheque does. Yeah. And uh, I feel like they're going to show more and more movies that I want to see anyway. Right. And the theater is beautiful. We went to yeah. see uh, Streets of Fire uh, last Tuesday, um, you know, and it was, dude, it was so good. I mean, the crowd was, it was packed. The crowd was way into it. Uh, it was loud. It was fucking it was everything you would want it to be. It was every, right. Here's the thing about that movie. It was everything I wanted in a movie when I was 13. And I still want it in a movie. And uh, yeah, man, it was, it was fucking cool. And the, the theater's great. I mean, and, and they really did it right. They, they, you know, they, they went in, um, basically gutted it and started from scratch. And it, the seats are comfortable. The aisles are gray. I mean, the sound, you know, there's not a bad seat in there. Um, yeah, it's super cool, man. So, you know, that's going to be my new target zone of where I, you know, do my, do my retro movie viewing is going right. to be over there in Eagle Rock. Melody and I on Friday went and saw the matinee at New Bev for, because they're doing Stephen King matinee adaptations all month. You didn't see Silver Bullet, did you? No, it's not one of them. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I dude, here's the thing. I don't think I can go see Silver Bullet without you because the last two times I talked about the movie at length was with our recording the first one, and then us doing a doing the commentary that we eventually released. I you know I feel weird seeing that movie with you know <laughs> you and I going to see it. I was gonna say. I don't think I ever need to see that movie ever again. No, no, I'm with that. I'm with that. But we saw something I hadn't seen quite a bit um, was Pet Cemetery, the original from Mary Lambert, who also did the sequel. It was, dude, it was a great print. I mean, I had a couple of moments. And this, this was the first time that I've uh, seen anything there since Quentin took over where it wasn't from his library. It was borrowed from uh, the Academy. Sure. So, but it was it was in pretty good shape. There was a couple of hits in there. I mean, the movie's three plus, so it's like, but, but there were some good moments in there. 25 years, sorry, 30 plus, listen to me. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been out a bit. Came out in 89, right? Yeah, it was super tight. It was really good. It played well. Um, it wasn't overly crowded. I think that's what you kind of get when it comes to a, a Friday matinee at New Bev. It's usually pretty quiet. Unless it's seven. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, but that was different because they had that, what was that? That, um, that the silver print, nitrate right? that, print. That silver nitrate print, yeah. So I get why that would fill up the place. It was, dude, it was solid though. Um, but it was funny. We went to El Coyote beforehand, like we usually do when we go down there. McGarris and his wife came in and sat in the booth next to us. Director McGarris, of course, if you only know him from podcast land, he does post-mortem with uh, our show friend, uh, Joe Russo. The good Joe Russo, not the other one that's making bad movies. He um, uh, So it was funny. So I figure we're just across the street, right? I, he's he's got to be going to a Stephen King matinee on a Friday, right? Considering he's 
done more Stephen King miniseries than any other director. I would imagine. He wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't there afterwards. I thought it was funny. At least I gave him a nod. He recognized me from doing uh, other stuff with uh, with other podcasts. So it was like he recognized my face. And I, I don't want to be disruptive. He was enjoying his lunch and everything and type up. But uh, of course, uh, yeah, El Coyote was a perfect lunch because it always is perfect. And then went to the movie afterwards. But we were so like... You might be the only person I know that goes there for the food because I thought everybody just went there to get hammered on margaritas. No, man. Number one, you get a number one combo. I, I've never eaten there. I've only I've only drank there. Yeah, I've never I'm eaten not. the food there. I yeah. I, well, I drank plenty of water. <laughs> that was about it. I mean, I don't drink anymore either. So, but right, uh, of course, that's a heavy meal. Even if you keep it light, it's a heavy meal. And Melody, I kept falling asleep. At the quiet moments of the movie, because the sound was so good. A lot of times when you see a movie, they're like when we saw a Sorcerer there, Joey and I. The uh, the mag track of the soundtrack on it was really loud, like it was like the I don't know that even they said before that print was even played that it's probably gonna be the last time, or maybe one or two other times they're gonna be able to play it before it's gone and unplayable, which is tragic. But oh, speaking of freaking, they did a cool little blurb about him before the movie at beyond fest because he was always a staple yeah i felt like oh, yeah. i felt like he would they would always show a freaking movie and he'd get up there and talk about it afterwards and they were giving away a really cool shirt i don't give a flying fucking to a rolling donut <laughs> yep that was the al pacino line right i don't give a flying fucking to a rolling donut about what al pacino thinks that was from the ref and interview uh, they were giving away, had a shirt, a picture of Bill and the line, I don't give a flying fuck into a rolling donut. That's all it says. And it's fucking great. Uh, they're not selling it for some reason. I thought that would have been a, was something that everybody in that place would probably buy if they were, were a frequent Beyond Fester. And uh, what's interesting, though, by the way, and I think they had planned on showing Sorcerer because it was part of that comp trailer that they had at the beginning of the movie. So maybe they had planned on showing it before he passed. I, I think don't know. he was there last. He was there last year. They did. They showed it last year. Oh, they did show it last year. Yeah, I missed out mm-hmm. on on all Beyond Festus last year because it was a rough time in my life. <laughs> uh, it was so, but no, it was super fun. The movie played so so well, and uh, it was nice seeing the, the little the, that little tribute to Billy at the end. The crowd was really responsive to that too, and uh, it was great because I took Joey to see. Pacific Rim and when he was just a wee guy. So when he was six, we went and saw it in the theater. So it was kind of a... He's seen it twice more than I have. I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> we were driving down. He couldn't remember when he had seen it last. I think when we got our 3D TV, it was the last time he had seen it. And he said, he said, we were walking back to the truck and he said, dad, that was the best version I've seen of like any movie. That was so much fun. The crowd was so fun. I go, buddy, that's how these Beyond Fest shows are. If it's not a new release, Beyond Fest shows for movies that aren't new releases always have really fun crowds, and everybody was into it. it, was, it I've was seen a good that time. for a rule in Los Angeles. Any yes. of these theaters you go to, yes. like it, no matter if it's Beyond Fest or if it's random Tuesday night at the uh, LF3, you know what I mean? It's like, I right. feel like the crowds you're going to see these movies with, they're movie lovers, man, and it's like... Yeah. It's always best to see a movie with you know 150 of your closest new friends who all right. love the movie, <laughs> right? Well, and we and it was the same thing too on on Friday with with Pet Cemetery. It was a, probably only like a, it was probably like a, a third full, 
maybe maybe might be pushing half full. I couldn't really, really be sure. It played all the every, all the laughs played well, and everybody was well versed in the movie. So we were chuckling at moments the you know for the foreshadowed moments, and we're all chuckling because we all know. Like you said, it's it's a people don't go to see Pet Cemetery after all these years at two o'clock on a Friday. Yes, if you're carving out time on your Friday at two thirty to drive into Hollywood, yeah. you're a fan. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it's cool. I mean, that's the you know that that's why uh, that's why these theaters need to exist, man. So that you know, and there's just a better energy. There's just an energy that happens when you go to, to see a film like that, like you know, right. like Pacific Rim or Streets of Fire or any of these kind of you know any of these movies that have, uh, you know, sort of, I don't, I don't like to use the term cult following. I, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of lame. It is I, lame. I don't think it has to be a cult following. I think that people who love movies will go, if you play their movie, they'll come. And those are the people who will come. So it's not necessarily a cult following. It's just, I'm a fan of the movie. And sometimes, you know, there's things that you want to see again that you're like, right. you know, I'd like to see this in a big screen again. This would be, I, you know, I, I never got a chance or... Or, you know, or God, man, I remember the way I felt when I was 15 and I was sitting in, you know, in a movie theater. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool, man. Like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That must have been great for him. I mean, especially Joey. I mean, he's used to probably seeing, you know, the same movie over and over every time he goes to the movies because he only likes Marvel. Well, you know what? And he's like, (laughs) you know, even he's burned out on it. Once the whole Thanos storyline finished, he's just kind of, I mean, other than Guardians, he's just kind of like, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, like to your point, Quentin owns the new Bev. And so you see a lot of his movies, like the, every Friday night at midnight, they're showing from dusk till dawn all month. And from my understanding, it's like mostly sold out. Like, But when he shows Kill Bill, would you consider Kill Bill a cult movie? No, but it sells out every time he screens it. I wouldn't consider any of his movies cult movies. No, that, but that's kind of, I'm just trying to sell your point. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's again, it's like those movies will sell out and they'll be full of people who are like super fanatic about them. Right, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, even Dust Till Dawn, I mean, that, it is a fun movie. I saw it in Texas, I think. It's, and uh, I, I'm a fan of the movie, but I've always, you know, I've always enjoyed the first half of it more than when it just goes fucking apeshit banana off the rails at the end. You know, I kind of enjoy the uh, the, the caper movie that, that is developing, but man, seeing it with a crowd of people who are way into it is way more fun than ever than I ever had. Because I, I don't think I saw it in a theater when it came out. I think I saw it first on VHS. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's awesome. That's yeah. that's what it's all about. Yep. It was bummed there wasn't more going on this month that we would have gone to. My buddy, I said, this is the. Because again, his his only other experience of seeing you know an older film at a theater was when we took him to see Sorcerer. When I took him to see Sorcerer, so he's unfamiliar with the dynamic of those theaters and the Arrow in general is like that. But he, this is the first time he went to any of the where the, this kind of festival programming style thing. There, okay, so tomorrow is October tenth. Lots more uh, wonderful movies being dropped on, on in, in the usual October style. That video drum 4K from Criterion is coming finally. Rosemary's Baby 4K finally hits. Rosemary's I Baby. I think, I think Rosemary's Baby is a direct uh, Paramount release. It, it is. Yeah. Their 4Ks haven't been too terrible, though they have had a run of some not so good transfers. Jackie Brown's getting a release again. Paramount. Uh, I mean, technically, Paramount has been doing a whole bunch of those releases, right? 
anything these Miramax movies because they bought them. This one was funny. I, I noticed this one, and you know we've talked about Jackie Brown off mic enough times where I'm sure we've done it on mic. It's I feel like it's either at the top of people's list and near the top of people's list. It's my or favorite, it's the, or it's the bottom. If you notice that, it's there's it's I really see yes, them the in dude, between no. somebody's list. People, yes, people either love it or they just fucking hate it. They'll tell my brother hates it. He, Man, I remember we saw talk. it in a theater and he walked out like he was like, oh, wait, I'm waiting out in the lobby. <laughs> Fuck this movie. Um, yeah, he was fucking hated it. Wow. Um, but yeah, people either love it or hate it. It's funny. It's, it's, you know, it's very polarizing, but I get it because I feel that same way about some of his movies. Some of them I just don't give a shit about. Like there's wow. a couple, there's two for sure. I, they're my least favorite. That Everyone, being said, you know, I'd yeah. still take one of his movies over yeah. a Merchant Ivory film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why I'm bringing up Jackie Brown specifically is because it is coming out on a re-release on Tuesday. And unlike the previous ones that have been coming out, it's coming through Lionsgate. Huh. Yeah. But I think, wasn't Jackie Brown one of the few, though? even though it was a band apart production, it was not being done through? I don't know, man. I think my, my special edition Blu-ray is through Miramax. You know, it's, it's got the Miramax uh, yeah. stuff on it. Who knows, dude? I, I don't know how all that right stuff works, and I'm not going to pretend that I know. And both Kill Bills are coming out uh, and from Lionsgate. These are all just simple Blu-ray digital DVD releases. They're being repackaged, and, and that was it. That's all I've seen. There's no rhyme or reason to why they're coming out right now. So maybe because they have the rights, that might be the rhyme. I and guess. The reason to I it. mean, you know, maybe their rights are going to be. Maybe maybe they have a limited uh, time to get it out. Like maybe their rights expire at the end of the year, and they're like, well. October's as good a time as any. I mean, because Lionsgate, I mean, we they're the ones that put out 100 versions of, of Reservoir Dogs. So, I mean, yeah. I get that, but I don't, I'm don't. i confused as to these releases. But anyway, there's some good stuff out there again. But, and I don't think we really hammered this home. We mentioned in the past. If you guys have a library card <laughs> and, and you're in the, in the United States, I think Canopy actually does function. This Canopy with a K. K-O-N... O-P-Y, dysfunction in Canada. So there's the the North America then coverage. You have a, a library card. You can sign up for Canopy and it's a free streaming service. Granted, you, you're allotted basically eight free tokens to watch something every month and it'll reset at the end of the month. But you can watch, for, you can basically watch two movies a week. We've utilized that um, at least once this month. When you're going there looking at movies, especially the movies you just kicked in October 1st, there are some big fucking titles in there. And we can both attest, the stream looks great. Yeah. I watched Sharky's Machine. And, uh, it's really awesome. Yeah. No, I did. I watched Sharky's Machine. It looks great. Oh, also, we put out Stigmata last week. And if you're on Patreon, I link to one of the two featurettes that we talked about that's on the DVD. Actually, every incarnation of the DVD slash Blu-ray, no matter which one you've seen. Shout, the original DVD, the, and it looks like it's also on that new Umbrella release that's coming out in December. Um, unfortunately, that secondary feature is not on that, that set that's coming out in December. So if the only way to get to it is to pick up a, a used or new, I, unfortunately, now out of print, Shout Factory on eBay. So... Yeah, anyway. that's crazy, right? Like, I feel like, uh, yeah, well, we we talked about it. I think we've, yeah, we, did we talk about the episode? I think well, we did. We, but we didn't, we, we discovered the stuff after the fact. Uh, yeah. Right. Yes, yeah. there's a long thread about that. Yeah. 
I, it's funny. I showed you, I showed a picture. I did find my copy of Stigma in my garage right. in a that box. Was a funny, that was so damn funny that you sent that picture. I was like going, sure, now you find it. <laughs> yeah, but it's missing the eight-page booklet. Uh, who knows where the fuck that is. But um, I did watch the extras. The extras are good. There's some good stuff in there for sure. That Divine Rights thing from History Channel was fucking great. Yeah, it's it cool. Really I watched yeah. that too. Yeah, it was, uh, I, 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 you know. Thank God. That's the one great thing about being able to, you know, having the YouTube app. You can, you know, stream it anywhere. You, you don't have to watch it on your phone or right. you can stream right to the TV. So, yeah, yeah, man, it's a very interesting thing. I was going to say Rosemary's Baby is kind of one of the, uh, you know, it's kind of a go-to for the devil maybe do it theme. Yeah. I mean, it could fit right in there. Like, you know, yeah. I feel like they've dropped 4Ks of, of the two biggest, the two best examples of that. Or maybe not the best, because I don't know how I feel about Rosemary's Baby anymore. Yeah, uh, not having seen I'm it forever. To, we don't have to. We don't have to crack that egg, but it's not. It's not. It's it's an egg everybody recognizes. Why we don't want to crack it? Yes, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not, I'm not hating on it, but I'm just saying those are the two movies that, that I feel like all these other ones are spawned from. Is what I was trying to get at. Right. But yeah, man, that's cool. 4K Rosemary Baby. 4K The Exorcist just came out. Yeah. So cool, man. Hope you guys are enjoying The Devil Made Me Do It. A new episode yeah. drops uh, this week. It's gonna be. Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, again. I've been pleasantly surprised by everything we've uh, everything we've watched so far this month. Yeah, and the one we're going to be recording later today is uh, we're way ahead of the game, which is won't be out for till a week from Wednesday for Patreoners and a week from this Friday for the general public. And this one, yeah, we, we haven't recorded it yet, but it was man, good time, man. This is like this is why we watch movies, man. There's it's it's fun. It's a fun one. Cool. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, if you want to follow us on the socials, the show is at Karate Pod on Twitter. I mean, for now, into, as it's burning down, it's very Titanic-like. I think I think it's finally hit its iceberg, so it's, just, it's that slow-sinking thing now. Letterboxed at Karate Pod. If you want to support us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Karate Pod. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram, or you can follow me at Little Foss and Big Halsey on Letterboxd.com. That's Little Foss and Big Halsey at Letterboxd.com. <laughs>